0: Accessing. This is the Rich Eisen show. Here you go. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And You guys were wondering, when I came in today, I'm like, we got a new drop. And you're like, when are we going to use it? Does it matter? Oh, no. Spoilers! The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. Georgia linebacker Nolan Smith. Sports radio legend Chris Mad Dog Russo. Still to come. From HBO's Perry Mason. Actor Matthew Reed. And now it's Rich Eisen All right, our number three of the Rich Eisen show is on the air 844-204-RICH, number to dial on the program We already had a great chat with Tom Pelissaro My colleague from the NFL Network on everything going on in the NFL world Nolan Smith, who ran a uh, 4 at the Combine From Georgia football, Christopher Mad Dog Russo If you missed any of the first two hours of this program Our relationship with the Roku channel is so strong that they re-air us over and over and over again until we come on the air live tomorrow on Channel 210. For those watching, is free on the Roku channel. We're also on all Amazon Fire TV, select Samsung Smart TV. If you've got the Roku app, you can watch us anywhere for free because the Roku channel is part of it and then on the internet tubes the roku channel.com we're free sirius xm odyssey our podcast our youtube page there's so many ways to consume this program and then there's also uh the rich eyes and show collection page so we have a video on demand service that uh that we're very excited about uh every single day uh you can watch videos there as your heart's content and then um You know, our YouTube page, you never know when a video is going to pop. We had the great actress Rhea Seahorn here a couple weeks ago talking about her new movie, Linoleum. And, of course, we went down a Better Call Saul wormhole with her. That video of her appearing two weeks ago just popped all of a sudden yesterday. I have no idea why the YouTube page just goes crazy, but it gets caught in an algorithm, which, by the way, would be, I think, the name of our cover band, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Caught in an Algorithm. (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't that sound like one of those cover bands that your friends like, hey, uh, tomorrow night uh, I'm going to be performing with my uh, my band Ca- uh, Caught in an Algorithm. You oh, should I come it. see it. A- yeah, algorithm in the straight shots. Uh, uh, another 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 <laughs> one like that is uh, uh, um, On the Brink of Optimism, right? <laughs> that's what uh, That's what uh, Diana Rossini said the Jets are with uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? On the Brink. Optimistic, know that they're on the brink of, uh, of, of I don't know, Optimism on the Brink. There it is. Uh, that's it. That's it. Optimism on the brink. That's what they are. Great. Still waiting on Aaron Rodgers. Still waiting on that. Uh, the actor Matthew Reese, uh, who plays Perry Mason in the HBO hit show. Uh, you know, how many limited series do you wish would just come back?
1: Cool.
0: I, would, I would sign for 1883 coming back. i would sign for 1884. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> 1882, 81. And I know they got 81. 1923. Yeah. But so many limited series you see, and you're like, really? That's it? Well, Perry Mason is back, and it's great to see. And he's—I'd love the Americans. And Matthew Reese, as we all know, was in that, and he's going to come out here. Some people think you look like him, Chris.
2: I've gotten Although, uh, a law for a long time now that I look like him. I
0: and. and you know, um, when he comes out, when he comes out, you'll see him with hair a, and and that mustache that he's got going on. Ooh. So um, it'll be tough for people to see, but I see it. Okay. I do understand it. Yeah, I get it. Did we ask that of Kelly O'Coin when he was here a couple Kelly months O'Coin, ago? Did he confirm that when he was here? They took a picture
1: together. Yeah, we. Although well, you
0: and him, oh, that's what it was. I thought. Oh, I thought we mentioned it to him as well because you know he was in oh, the yeah, Americans as he well. Yeah, okay.
1: He said he saw it also. Yeah, he said he saw it. But I, I get a lot like him. Also, I get a lot of dollar bill.
0: So, anyway, Matthew Reese is about to come out
1: Any handsome baldness.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get Rich Eisen? Oh, stop. Stop it. Um, so, two, to get, to two pieces down. of NBA news. One of them uh, affects the Western. Uh, uh, they both affect the Western Conference. Um, Stephen Adams is going to have to take a, uh, a shot to the knee. They're waiting on him to come back from his knee injury. That's why I've been stashing him on my Rich Eisen Show fantasy league bench for a month. He ain't coming back for the regular season. He needs a stem cell injection. Jeez. The old SCI doesn't sound very good. He's out for the rest of the regular season. And you know who might be out for the rest of the regular season is Kevin Durant, who in warming up last night what the hell is this? just goes... To, to lay it up and in, and his left ankle gives way, and he falls down to the ground.
2: Like he slipped on a part of the floor that was wet right. or had moisture. Yeah. Did or he something? slip, or is just
0: his ankle turned on him?
2: I thought he slipped, and as he slipped, his ankle kind of rolled. That's what it looked like in the video. But... Can you
0: imagine you're that, you're that guy with the, with the with the with the with the floor cleaner, the floor mop, dryer, yeah. whatever the. And you watch Kevin Durant go down, and everybody suddenly just turns to you.
1: Like, <laughs> bro.
0: Oh my goodness. So, he's out and so if you're the Denver Nuggets, you're like, okay, so two of the teams that's closest to
1: us. (laughs) Yep.
0: And John Morant, when's he coming back?
1: Out another four games.
0: And out another four games. So, that's of his own doing, as we all know.
3: Also, wasn't that Durant's
0: first home game?
2: Yeah, it was going to be his home it was gonna be- oh, debut. Oh, my gosh.
0: So, Everybody's like I, coming there to see it? Yeah.
3: So like I said before, like the Phoenix Suns fans got this gift of Durant sitting under the Christmas tree, had to wait a couple weeks for Christmas to open it, and, and then then you And not get happens. to play with it,
0: and it toy breaks. There you go. Man. Hey, brother, I told you, look out for the uh, Nuggets, and then they lose to the Bulls. So I have no idea.
3: Well, Adam really cursed the Bulls last night on our podcast. Rich, he talked the really Rich, bad about Show, basketball the podcast? Rich Show basketball podcast. He talked really bad about the Bulls, and apparently they heard it and they yeah, took it I'm out sure, on. Yeah, I'm sure that's
0: what happened. I'm sure they took it out on. Uh, well,
3: they won after he talked bad about them, Brockman, I I mean, That's just the only logical. I don't
0: conclusion know what happened there. Logical. Logical. The
1: only so you look at
0: the Western Conference standings. Sacramento is now in the two spot. Uh, they have the same record as Memphis. Phoenix's fourth Golden State and the Clippers, who won last night. Hey, Fred Van Vliet's pissed at the refs. Can't blame him. They lose in Denver. Mm-hmm. They had that game kind of wrapped. I mean, they, they, they there's a few minutes to go, and then the roof caved in. And part of that was when it was a one-possession game. Scotty Barnes gets the gate. Your favorite ref, Chris?
2: <laughs> Scott Foster.
0: He tees him up and, it, and throws him out of the game <laughs> to, the point, to the point where – one of his colleagues, I don't know which official this was, was kind of looking around like, what happened? And did, he was closer I to Barnes. That's the weird when thing. When somebody, like the international symbol of what I miss is <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're looking around, right? What did I miss? He had the total dumbfounded look. And so, face. I'm getting dizzy with the what I miss thing. His, uh, his, Scott Foster's colleague, Foster said uh, that uh, Barnes used a verbiage that which directly questioned the integrity of the crew. Who knew that Scott Foster speaks an iambic pentameter (laughs) when trying to defend his bizarre technical foul calls? The verbiage used. Were you writing down Foster's iambic pentameter for our fantasy league, Chris? Making that note? Um, I did also write down Rembrandt's in his bathroom last hour. (laughs) So uh, the uh, Raptors are a salty bunch. And in Los Angeles last night, Taking on the Clippers in a seven-point game, um, Fred Van VanVleet gets teed up by the uh, referee Ben Taylor, who he then proceeds to call out by name profanely after the contest.
1: Definitely in the third quarter there. I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was f- Terrible tonight. Um, I thought that uh, most nights, you know, a couple other, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just f- the game up, you know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a bull tech, changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair, they communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be d***ed and um, just kind of the game up. Nobody's coming to see that They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiator. So at a certain point as a player you feel it's personal. And um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed. Um, but it definitely makes it tougher to overcome.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be uh, personal with Ben Taylor now. If it already hasn't. Forever. So, there's that. Boy, he got his money's worth. I just want Fred, Fred, just keep your head on straight. I need you in my fantasy league <laughs> in about three weeks from now when actually the games start to matter for me again. Pff, I, I mean... I didn't see. I, I'm glad he said that uh, that's not what it cost them the game last night because what cost them the game last night is they couldn't stop Terrence Mann when he came in for Russell Westbrook. This yeah. just in, they might be better with Terrence Mann at point. Just file that one away, TJ.
3: Well, I've said that before.
0: I know you did. And everyone's wondering to... why are they getting Russ because things are going well with with, uh, with Terrence Mann. Oh, we can use Russ. They just need to configure their lineup. Uh, he got more. his money's worth. I guess – Is this a good time to say that it's Get Over It Day, National Get Over Mm -hmm. It Day? What the hell is that? You know, on these calendars, there's also every day is like a day of
3: something. And I noticed that today was National Get Over It Day. Okay. So uh, do
0: you have a top five list that we can get to before Matthew Reese joins us I absolutely do. There's just, you know, five things that... First of all, I can't get over the fact that there's a National Get Over It Day (laughs) and somebody's created a website for it. Right and now people are instagramming it out things that so you have the your top 5 list of things that you need to get over you should get over you've gotten over how are you how are you constructing this
3: well it's you know it's not a grab bag or anything dj mikey d so we don't need that music okay. but it's just there's a lot of stuff i think that we all have that we hang on to okay. and and it just kind of hangs on us like a weighted blanket and i just picked five things that that do that to me and i just okay. realized that on national get over a day I just got to do my best to get over it. Okay, so go for it. What do you got? All right. Well, coming in at number five, you know, you guys aren't wrestling fans, and I am, and I know we got wrestling fans out there. I gotta get over the fact that Oscar tapped out to Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania 34. You know, it was like six years ago, it's and about I still save WrestleMania I, 34. That I, sounds like a
4: long yeah. It ago was a number. long
3: time ago. Okay. We're up to 39 what now, so you? you know, it was five years ago. I just can't get over the fact that they would build up a, a, a monster, just an undefeated <laughs> star, just to have her tap out. These are good, it, by the way. I, I, I it just. I know I gotta get over it It's gonna be hard Eventually I will Comment number four 2006 National League championship series. The Mets against Jeez. the Cardinals. I, for years and years and years, that's I've been upset at Carlos Beltran. Ago. Yeah, I've been upset about him not swinging that bat, swing. but I went back and rewatched it. Adam Wainwright threw one of the nastiest yeah. curveballs that God ever made. And, uh, and Beltran look. was on such fire that playoffs. I think I gotta just get over the fact he didn't swing the bat because that pitch was so dirty. I gotta get over it. Uh, number three, I think we all can relate to this. I don't care, fellas. If I'm on an airplane, a train, a Greyhound bus, I'm, on the back of a, I'm in the back of a Subaru. I just have to get over the fact that the person in front of me is going to recline their seat back as far as they can, even if no other person on that form of transportation moves their chair. I just have to get over the fact that it's going to happen to me because it happens to me all the time, no matter what. I'm still going to be mad, but I figure if I tell myself to get over it, Rich, I'll be less mad when it happens. And Number two. The Sixers choking on draft day. I could do an hour on this. Well, we put up the picture, Allen Iverson. We actually got that right. But the Sixers have made some horrible, horrible, horrible draft day moves. In not drafting Brad Doherty. Trading Moses Malone. And then we also have guys. Damn. Ben Simmons at 16. <laughs> damn. That was bad. Tatum. Uh, Tatum. Uh, Markel Fultz when Jason Tatum was ah, there. I've heard that, that I've, That's a 20-year yeah, mistake. You'll never get over that. Uh, Mikel Bridges. He was a guy who was right there. He was in Philly. He's never missed a game. Chris Brockman. We traded him for a guy who's played 13 total. At least he's games not on the, the division NBA. now.
0: Just so it. yeah.
3: <laughs> so yeah, and he's going to hurt us every time. I got to get over that. And number one, look, Dez yeah. catching it. I Dez caught the ball. There's nothing anyone can tell me or show me to say he didn't. But at some point, I got to get over it. I'm not Nicely going to. But I'm going to do my best. And those are just five things I need to try That's, to get
0: over. Okay. Let me handle one if you don't mind and sure. a pushback I do agree Dez Carter although the rule is, was properly interpreted and I cannot push back on the Sixers draft day woes and cannot push back about Wrestlemania race. as you know that's your forte and I understand what you also had to say um, sports wise there but there's a button on the chairs <laughs> in transportation conveyances for a reason I yeah. the button is there to push, and move your seat back. And I will never understand people who get upset over having somebody recline their chair into their row. I don't get it because your button works too. So let's keep going back. Until the like person in the domino. back row where me and Brockman had to sit once Excuse can't me. recline? Excuse me. I'm just trying to look out Excuse for my me. fellow passenger. Uh, I'm sorry. At some point, somebody's left holding the bag, and hopefully those flights too... You can still move back as well. You, the you Well, You cannot. I can't do anything about that all the way up and row whatever I'm in. Well, yeah, you're in 1A. So Excuse this me, kind of, this I'm is, not. Is, you don't
4: need the, you I'm don't have not, these problems.
0: You I'm fly not, PJs. I'm I mean. not in 1A because I'm not a bulkhead guy. <laughs> okay. And I one, understand, one C, I understand I'm talking yeah, about this from a certain altitude, it. and I'm not talking about the height. Feet? I get it. I understand. Yeah. But there's a button. I'm just saying. On the chair for a reason but it stinks the, p-
3: the person in front of me is 5'2 and uh, 105 so pounds and they're gonna recline i'm 6'3 260 and you got a 5 200 pound person just gonna re- test the limits of the
0: recline nah man i that's that's messed up to me the problem is someone 6'3 260 reclining into my space and i don't do that because, because i try to be a good uh, human being
3: you don't recline i trip i you don't, don't- I don't get up on Excuse plane. Me. I don't get up and I don't recline. No, you never recline in a plane. Well, you can't say never, but like I very rarely
0: recline. Never say never.
3: I never recline.
0: Get out of here. And I'm not a get up. Get never out of recline. here. I, oh, I'm telling you, man. Get, get out of here. I'm the only
2: honest one here. I, I recline
3: I every recline. Ever. time. I
2: always recline. I How don't get that? the
3: big seat anyway because I got I need bit room. So then, so then. But well, the Mikey's button. in first class. No, well, I go up front. I got. any room. I can't sit in. Those, I'm being dead honest no with seat. you. I don't.
1: Big,
3: I can't. I, I might recline I very no so seat. slightly. Oh, big guy.
0: Okay, but I, I mean, can't get over them. like if I him. saw
3: TJ sitting behind me, I would not recline.
0: That's out of courtesy.
3: You're lying.
0: What a liar! <laughs> you, you know why you're lying? You know what, Mike? You know what I can't <laughs> get over? And then we'll bring out Matthew Reese. <laughs> what I can't get over is somebody behind me using the back of oh, my chair care, to get up from there. that
3: sucks. That's bad. Can't do that either. The armrests, yeah, Jake, where there yeah.
0: are buttons to use to recline. Well, they probably would if you want so to so far back into the to, lap. To you, use, use your Push traps. Up. Use your traps and your tries and get up that way. Okay. Yeah, you don't grab. Oh, that's
3: that's. Well, Mike, they do that because he's there, in their
0: lap. I'm sitting there. I'm not in your space, really. <laughs>
1: yeah, I might not even have
0: reclined yet. You reclined. Up You're there, using my rumpus. space. Also, shut your window shade. Oh my God. Oh. Look at us! Just now we're now <laughs> we're we're not gonna be able to. Look, I know
3: Matthew Reese is gonna agree with me. You don't want nobody reclining into
0: him. How could you? National, get over it, day. I'm never gonna get not over any of those things. Really working way. right now. It's tough for me to get over a lot you of know this what stuff. I'm never gonna get over Jim all I'm, the non-holding Jim calls. This guy. All the Super Bowl over the Tuck Rule game. There were like fourteen holdings. By the way, that's 2002. There's no time limit on these, Rich. Or 2000. That's 2002. No, oh, the Tuck
2: oh, yeah. Rule game. No, sorry. I meant the, I meant the, the helmet catch. You meant oh, the helmet.
0: Catch. Yeah, I knew yeah. what you I'm meant. I'm sorry. I knew what All you those meant. All those moments you were in the playoffs that I was oh, sitting at home Super Bowl, watching.
1: Eventual Super Bowl. You're triggered.
0: This guy should never right, let's complain take a break. about. Matthew anything. Reese <laughs> is here, everybody. This is going to be delightful. Can't wait to chat with him next on the Rich Eisen Show. And we're back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Network, part of our Roku channel live stream where we just showed a clip of Perry Mason on HBO. Season two premiered this past Monday and the star, Matthew Reese is here on the program. And I just love the the idea of taking Perry Mason and kind of turning it into an LA Confidential, a Chinatown type vibe to yeah, this show. Yeah. Is that the how it was pitched to you originally? Absolutely,
2: absolutely. You know, when they, when they said we're going to take it back to, you know, as I said, when, when the books were... He you know, he has a rough he had a rougher edge, I think, in the books. Yes. He was, you know, he was ten he tended to go around town beating people up and was not Raymond Burr is what you're saying. No, so- exactly. Yes. Exactly. The reimagination was it was he was not gonna be your father's, you know, Perry Mason. Right. Uh, which which he wasn't. And and you know, those the writers said we, we wanna, you know, we wanna load his bases, make him a little rough. They made him a World War One veteran. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, they kind of, you know, they gave him this incredible, incredible backstory. Uh, so we saw the origin story of how be- he became the lawyer in season one, um, which just adds to the kind of richness and the layer of it.
0: But there was only supposed to be a season one, right?
2: There was, yeah. We were meant to do a one and done. Uh, um, but but the public spoke. No, uh, you know, oh, I think. Oh, cool. Yes, no, it really is. That's it's everything you ever dream of is that HBO went, you know, the reaction's been great. And how would you feel about a second? So I I gladly put on the fedora
0: again. So when it was done, it was, you thought it was done when it was yeah, done? The first yeah, yeah, we
2: did. No, that was, that was it. As we kind of, as we rolled into COVID, that I just thought that was, that was the end of Mason for me. Right. Um, and it, you know, it did, it it did well.
0: So did you, did you rewatch any of the Perry, the old Perry Masons? You're just like, that is so far afield of what we're going to do. It doesn't even matter. It, 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 it
2: is. And I, I, in the past, I've 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 done parts that have been originated by other actors, and I have watched them, and to my detriment, because I know I have this weird thing where I know somewhere subconsciously or unconsciously I, I will mimic or regurgitate or in some way yeah. you know it'll come out. So I I, I when it, when that happens now I just. Leave the source, the the originators alone. Yes, and try and you know start from scratch and you know bring it up organically.
0: Matthew Reese here on the Rich Eisen show, and for our radio audience, I mean folks who know you and uh, watch Perry Mason, um, uh, seeing on the Roku channel, they know it's you. on On the radio, they might be. This sounds nothing like Perry Mason. So, how do you do such an incredible American accent, I Matthew? D- well, the, you know,
2: this this is what I I. I've said, and I continue to say, is basically I think, especially kids who are in the of the 80s in the UK. Yes, we were all, you know, early 80s. We were all raised watching. Daskin and Hutch and the A Team and Airwolf and you know American
0: show, we raised on American shows. So is Dallas still too early or no? No, Dallas. Okay. Was, Dallas is like huge. Who shot Jr was of, huge. Of, right? of course, of right. course. Okay. Bobby
2: Ewing in the shower. Yeah. Like, come on, what's going on? Okay. This is that what happens right. in America? So right. It must be great. It's the prom, <laughs> it's the promised land. Patrick Duffy emerges
0: unscathed. <laughs> okay, yes. So it is not too early then. No, Very good. no, okay, no. So
2: right. you, you know, we we would be would be in our backyards pretending to be. You know, Starsky and Hutch, not not you know, trying to trying to act out Downton Abbey. That's what we did. We tried to impersonate <laughs> Americans from an early age,
0: and so I mean. Yeah that's so it comes naturally to you because that's what you did as a child or is you just uh, imagine the biggest a-hole you know of and think you can imitate that person or <laughs> no. what, what is it
2: I think I just mm. think it's I just think it's bedded in from a very early age the found okay. early foundations are in deep you yes. know you're continually or I was listening to that sound and, and you know when you're out playing cowboys and indians you're trying to sound as yes. as realistic as possible um and then obviously in drama school you know you they they hammer it in pretty pretty hard and then I did I did a, a production of um, talking of uh, shows that have had it and originated. I did yes. a production of The Graduate on in the West End on with Kathleen Turner as
0: my Mrs. Robinson. Oh my goodness! Where
2: I knew I had to kind of nail an American accent, so I
0: really put I really put a lot of time in on that one. So you, Dustin Hoffman, did up? Is that what you're saying, or you didn't watch it because you didn't want to? No, cause, no,
2: that's what I did. So I went straight. To, you know, I'd watched The Graduate, obviously. Yes. And then if I went back and I watched it, and I could feel myself taking lines and just, you know, mm-hmm. dusting them. So show, I, I, I don't do that again. But Hoffman, actually, he came to a matinee. Of, of you performing of, in The Graduate? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. I know. And, that, um, that, you know, one of, the, one of the one things I wanted to say to the theater manager at this time is, why did you tell me? <laughs> He was in. Who would do that? Right. And also, it was my introduction to this thing that happens, it happens in Broadway, it happens in the West End in London, where if a very famous person yeah. is doing a play, other famous people will come to see them and come around stage, back, backstage right. to see them, regardless of whether they know them or not. Right. So I, after the first few, like I would say that Kathleen was very kind to me, she's always like, come and come and meet me, uh, you know, whomever was, you know. James Michael, D-
0: Michael, Douglas. Michael Douglas came, James sure.
2: Coburn, Tom Hanks, you know. And, and some of the times I go, do you know James Coburn? She goes, no, but he just came to say hello. This is what happens. <laughs> so anyway, so this had been happening. We, we'd all been invited. You know, I would get, I, you'd get the knock on the door and her dresser would be there saying, Miss Turner would like to invite you to a glass of champagne, which means there's a famous person. Here. <laughs> and I would go, who is it? And she would say, so we hear Hoffman is in. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to meet Dustin Hoffman. He's going to come around, mm-hmm. right? Never came backstage. Get out of here. No. No. So how do you take that? Devastated. Absolutely <laughs> devastated. Never. It's never quite been the same for me since.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Because th- that's the way you want the champagne call.
2: Of course. Yeah. You want Hoffman to go, well, you know, you just want that paternal nod. We're just looking for our father's yeah. approbation at all time, and for him to go, well done. Yeah, you yeah. nailed it. Didn't get it. Plastics.
0: Yeah. Nothing. No. Okay. Zippo. Matthew Reese here on the Rich Eisen Show. And I. Uh, you were kind enough uh, when I, I met you uh, in, in our green room when I mentioned to you um, how I saw Michael Sheen, a yeah. fellow uh, Welshman. Yes, okay. yes. Is that yeah. the proper term? Oh, okay. yes. Yeah, okay. very much so. A fellow Welshman speaking to the Welsh men's national yeah football team yeah yes okay kind of, I saying kind of you say okay, that. Okay, yes, yeah, yes appreciate okay. it. i'm trying i'm trying to no, you know yeah do the right it. thing yeah uh, and and his speeches were um intense yes and you know michael yes right? i lived with michael where were your speeches is what i asked you well i i like and, to
2: think that predominantly most of his speeches are based on my speeches although <laughs> my speeches were given from you know couches on saturday nights yes you know post-game post-drinking sure. post yeah so a lot. I, he's drawn a lot of inspiration from me, basically. Understood. Yes. Without yeah.
0: you, he's nothing. he's nothing. I mean,
2: he is literally nothing. Understood. Yes. So I've been privy to those speeches several times. So it was it was nothing new to me.
0: Okay. Very good. Uh, I imagine you are a a fan. Uh, are are you a fan of football or another sport? Or yeah. What? I mean, okay.
2: for me, growing up, rugby was the big game. Rugby. That was the game where I played, and that was the game you know still we still still watch. Um, but yes, you know, Card- Cardiff, the city i from, has a, has, a, has a football team and mm-hmm. I was, you know, I'm a, a Cardiff supporter. But then obviously, you know, we all got swept away for, for the World Cup because it was the first time in, you know, 50, 60 years.
0: And who did you play in the first match? The, well, that, the Americans.
2: That was a very... That was a that was a big day because I had so many American friends uh, going, w- where, where are we going to watch this game? And I thought it was kind of very equally matched as well. You know, it was going, it was going to
0: be a good game. Yes. So
2: I, I went to an American bar with some Welsh friends. And, you did?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, in Brooklyn, yeah. Normally, you know, I don't know, for a big... Match, I would, I, I can't be around other people. You know what if I mean? It, like, if
2: it was a rugby game, I, I, would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Really? Yes, I can't, uh, I can't. Okay. Yeah, I, it gets too intense for me. In fact, I've had to stop watching England versus Wales now because my, my partner thinks I'm going to have a, a heart attack. Mm. So I've actually stopped watching that. Is that just for health? Yeah, literally. She goes, You're going to have an aneurysm or some, something bad will happen if you continue to watch no those kidding. two
0: dreams. So you were able to go to a a, a bar in Brooklyn. Yes to take in this match. And everyone here in Los Angeles knows Gareth Bale because he won the uh, of the, course. the uh, MLS Cup yeah, yeah, for LAFC. Yeah. You know, very handsome uh, that, man. Very, he, very handsome man. He is, man.
2: great ambassador for Wales. And, you know, that I, to me, that was like, you know, the fairy tale ending for him, who's, you know, he's been living with some injury for, for some time now. Yeah. To, you know, there was always great debate as to where, where he was going to go after, you know, being all those years in Spain. And I just thought it was... It was Ideal way for him to go out with you know with, with that medal
0: and then ring. you know and then obviously the Americans uh, moved on um, and and Wales you know that 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 had to be a bitter pill that, I imagine right that was no? I mean
2: listen w- w- the, one of the worst things for me was seeing us being drawn with England in the first round that was just a, a killer blow because that was going to be that was a cruel turn of fate yes I, I you know it was going it was a great matchup I thought against. You, the usa thought that's great and then iran i thought that that's a chance to win you got it. that's the opportunity yes and we didn't they did not and that was that was a it was a i don't you know it was a big stage i don't think that they quite played to the potential that they've shown in the past which
0: was which
2: is a real shame but just to watch
0: them at a world cup was incredible sure but you know there's only one person you can point the finger of blame to it's michael sheen well, I, we did. We tex- did not. He did we not. We detected He did not do his job. No, no. You know, it wasn't didn't.
2: inspirational enough. Correct. But we've always said that about Mike.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the <laughs> okay. uh, Matthew Reese here on the Rich Eyes show. Speaking of the Americans, did you see what I did right there? I did there? seamless. Uh, fantastic show. Yeah. How did you prepare for your role for that program?
2: Well, fortunately enough, uh, uh, Joe Weisberg, the you know the the gentleman who originated who yes. created and and wrote was a, is a former CIA operative himself yes. so scripts were always sent first people ever to read the scripts were the CIA because if you're right if you're a former intelligence officer writing about intelligence they have they so they would vet it um you know immediately so we would get notes from you know the CIA so we had we had that wealth of, behind us and he he would um, he, he would give us uh, counter surveillance um, lessons, all sorts, which I thought I'd be relatively good at, because basically, counter surveillance is pretending something isn't there, which is I just thought, well, actors do that with cameras all the time. <laughs> I'm going to be a master of this. I was, right. I was appalling at it. Um, yeah, he, he he gave me away several times. Um, so there was, you know, there was uh, we had this font of uh, you know information in in Joe, and then there was another gentleman who was. Uh, an, an illegal, as they were called, yes. uh, who came over with the KGB, set up as an American, and then was actually turned by the, by the CIA, by the FBI, sorry. Um, so, yeah, we had these incredible people around us telling us that, uh, when, because my greatest sentence of all the time was saying, they, I don't, this is just too unbelievable. Right. And they would always say, this actually happened.
0: That's what the, you got a good example of that where you're where you're getting a script, where you're acting in a scene? I could... mean the, one,
2: of the, one of the early ones on the first episode of the first season was when when uh, Philip Philip, my character, um, takes on an, another guy's as a gentleman called Clark. And he tries to uh, woo romantically woo a kind of a secretary in the FBI, and this was an enormous operation by the KGB. They call, it was something like Operation Romeo, mm-hmm. where KGB uh, KGB um, Ill- illegals were were trained in the art of kind of you know wooing and charm. I think it was by an Englishman to kind of woo these low level um, uh, you know clear, cleared secretaries mm-hmm. with the hope of marrying them in order to gain. You know, intell- well, intelligence gathering, it was, which was stunning to me. It was uh, the audacity of the KGB, especially in the early 80s, w- is dizzying.
0: Well, yeah. And then that's what's so incredible about this show yeah. is how what I, I think are, are, are great television shows are made where I'm rooting for you. And I'm also kind of rooting against you. Yeah. And I'm totally conflicted. Breaking Bad was that way for me in, right. in many ways. Like yeah. I'm rooting for... For Walter White, and then I'm rooting against Heisenberg, and yeah. they're, kind, they're the same person. And I was rooting for you, I was rooting against you, um, and uh, it was amazing. Yeah, and we're, just we're in, amazing the yeah, whole time. I think
2: we're in this great age of the antihero now, where the kind of the balance of of doing that, that, that of the conflict, it, yeah. you know, brings up in an audience, it, I think is is always it just enriches it and, and enhances it. But yes, it was it was the kind of perfect. It was the perfect anti-hero of going let's 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 make the KGB operatives the
0: heroes. What do you think about more of them? I mean I, I know the way it ended I don't want to Kind of, I guess we're past the spoiler alert. But Yes, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It is. I mean, anything can be written for you to for you and Carrie Russell, and obviously the whole cast to get back together. Again. Absolutely. What do you, we, what I do you mean,
2: think? yeah. Funny enough, we're having we're all the the whole team of us, including the writing staff, we're all having a, a dinner very soon because we're celebrating ten years. Okay. So. so, and we joke about doing a two hour special where we close out or we go back to see where they all are right. ten years. You know, ten years on. Um And. Uh, I'm all in for it because, because as conclusive as it was, it's incredibly open-ended as well. Because they abandoned the children, they head to you know they head to Moscow. You
0: don't, you absolutely no idea of, of what's going to happen. I, I would, I'm count me in on that. Good, I, I would absolutely be in on that for sure. And you know, you and I, our filmographies have one thing in common: it's acting with Frank Langella. Um, believe it or not, I was in a movie called Draft Day, in no which way. he played the owner of a team, and I was playing myself. Um, I do my own accents Brilliant. and thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, appreciate yes, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember <laughs> we were shooting it on the set of an NFL draft that I was hosting and I had the scripts in front of me and I was just doing my other job and I didn't learn the lines at all. And Frank Langella came up in these glasses, introduced himself to me and asked me if I wanted to read lines with him. And I was not prepared. And I literally had one of those, you know, you have your dream where you, you you're, you're back in college and yeah. you're going to fail the class because you're not studying. Yeah. I freaked out. I was not ready. How, I, got, I asked him for a couple minutes. Yeah. He gave me a couple minutes. Good, good. And I looked at the script, and I put it out in front of me, and he knew it off the top of his head, and I was reading, and I thought to myself, he hates me. That's what I thought to how, myself. How did it go? It went well. Good. Yeah. The residual good. checks come in. They're R- like, amazing. They're, like they're $1.50 or That's whatever. That's all you want? That's it.
2: Is it on Is it on YouTube? Can yeah. We, can we watch this? It's you called Traff Day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Costner's in it. Oh, my goodness. Me and my buddy, Kevin. Yeah, we go way back. Amazing I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so look,
2: I'm gonna look this up. You and I have heard something uh, in common. Yeah, right? I mean, no, no one has stories like Frank Langella. His, his, his showbiz stories. Are, well, yeah, I mean, he writes books about them now.
0: Yes, unashamedly. I bet so. Oh, and I forgot the other thing is I've thrown cocaine out of a plane. We, so, have you really? No, I've
2: not. <laughs> but you see, I wouldn't we have, have d- d- I mean, well. I would have followed you on that one. I was like, there's nothing about you that makes me would make me think that you hadn't. I'm the most interesting man in the world. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: I I I wasn't expecting to see you kicking off Cocaine Bear. I
2: wasn't expecting to be in it when we went to Ireland to shoot, and I and yes. I was looking at the script and I said to Kerry, I was like, Who's playing that guy at the beginning in that opening scene? Because I don't know. I went, text Banksy. Tell, tell her I'll play it. Or text her, say, hey, can I? Can I play it?
0: Yeah, Elizabeth Banks.
2: Yes. Sorry. Okay. Yes. Who is who, Elizabeth? W- was working with Carrie on another project and just said, look, I, I know I'm, we're doing this. I have this other movie that's greenlit in Ireland. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to shoot Tennessee as I, island as Tennessee. Yes. Over the summer, do you want to do it? And they, you know, it's called Cocaine Bear. And she, Carrie went, Coc- Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Co- cocaine, <laughs> Cocaine Bear, Cocaine Bear. Yeah, uh, no one can still quite get over the title. I, I that's what, when I look back, that was what I enjoyed most was yes. when you broke that title to people. He's like, Kerry's doing a film called Cocaine Bear, and everyone goes, Sorry, you broke up them. What did you say? <laughs> you went, co- co- Cocaine, Cocaine Bear. Yes, yeah, but the guy who threw the cocaine out of the plane, yes. Andrew Thornton the third, yes, I swear to you, deserves a movie about his life, he deserves the prequel. What do you he- got? Would I'm just, already pitching it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, what what what's his story? Do you know? I mean, it? it's, I mean, it's I mean,
2: long, varied, and very interesting. Ultimately, he was a DEA agent who kind of figured out that he could fly small planes of Coke back into the US. Okay into the Appalachians. So
0: he, he broke bad, is what you're saying.
2: Exactly. I okay. was a double agent for a long time. Uh-huh. You know, well the, 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 the rumor is when they realized that f- that there was an altercation on the plane, they think, they also think he was having a fight with his karate instructor, instructor on the plane, killed his karate instructor, threw the cocaine out, jumped out, and then they don't even know how his parachute didn't open because there, no, there was no malfunction with the parachute. It was a fully operational one. There was no marks on him, uh, but he fell to his death.
0: Is that why you're doing karate kicks on the plane?
2: Yes. Yeah, he was studying karate at the time. He, was, he traveled everywhere with his karate instructor. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Me come so. on. Andrew Thornton
0: deserves yeah. this, and so let's, well, let's, let's this is great. So yeah. So the movie could just be about his life, and then the last scene is, is what l- you just did. Literally ramp
2: up the last few seconds on. You just show that first that's, scene of cocaine bear. That's the last scene of the film. Yes. Yeah. And roll credits. Uh, right. In. Let's get this financed right let's now. Go. Right here. Yeah. Call in if you'd like to in. finance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: We we'll call it cocaine hair. Did you read lines with Carrie, like just shaking your head, like what the hell is this movie all about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, can I? I'm
2: reading lines with you. I'm, I, I, I wanna I first of all, I want to read this. So yeah, I, I would, I would kind of run around the house, going, and she's like, that, that's a, she was like, that's a wookie, you halfwit. And I was like, all right, I'm trying
0: my best. fantastic oh my gosh perry mason airs mondays at 9 eastern time on hbo new episodes good luck season two premiered uh on this past monday anything you want to come in to talk about you are more than welcome to come back like i said big fan and uh just say if you want just drop at the uh at the dinner kelly o'coin's been here i don't know if he's gonna be part of the dinner Uh, for the Americans. I hope so. I hope so, too. Okay, so let's just hope as well. Yeah. Just throw it in there. Yeah. Plus three, plus four. Love it. Let's do it. Great. Let's get it done. Brilliant. Very good. Matthew Reese is here on The Rich Eisen Show. Everyone, check out Perry Mason on HBO. We'll wrap up this show and let you know about our Friday show in a moment. back on the rich eyes and show radio network with our roku channel live stream sitting at the rich Eisen show desk furnished by granger with supplies and solutions for every industry granger is the right product for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by that was fun with matthew reese <laughs> yeah
3: that was really
0: fun did he did he think really that i've thrown cocaine out of a plane did he think that first, first think second? was, was willing, that convincing he was willing to just roll Go with, it. Roll with yeah. anything he really it was great yeah he what was a delight awesome. what a delight what a delight and then we Hands got the it. two of you together. There's a whole bunch of photos you just took with him.
1: So we were going for it. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, well, we'll post those. So you do have the Matthew Reese look a little bit. You do.
2: A very good blue. I think it's the blue eyes. Blue
0: is that what it is? Thing. I think. Okay. Um, let's go to the phone lines. Brian in Brooklyn, New York, has been hanging on for a while. What's up, Brian?
4: How's it going, Rich?
0: How are you doing, Brian? How you been?
4: I'm doing well. Enjoying the New York weather.
0: Okay, that's good.
4: <laughs> yes. Uh, I just had a, a quick uh, rebuttal to your Lamar Jackson take. Go and for your it. your worries. Okay. I, I just feel like you shouldn't worry. I feel like no one should worry. Lamar Jackson has proven himself. He's proven himself for how many years since he's been in the league, before he's been in the league. He's been, he went to a Louisville team that wasn't top tier before he got there. He got there, put that team on the map. He got to the league, put the Ravens back on the map. He's put his team on his back numerous times. We've seen it on fourth downs. We've seen it on prime time. You see, you see it on the play. If people say he you couldn't, you couldn't win in the playoffs. He, he's shown he can. He couldn't throw his first year. Came back the next year, gotten better. He's always improved. He gets hurt the last two seasons. It's football. We know this. Yeah, you're asking for a lot of money, and yeah, that goes into consideration on getting your money. But the man has shown that he's worth the money. Why is, it, why is it pulling nails and teeth? And why, why, why does this man have to go to, to, you know what, stick to my guns mode? Why well, can't he get – because I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, – uh, first off, let's be clear. Deshaun didn't deserve that. Correct. It shouldn't, he, shouldn't have, he shouldn't have set the standard. Deshaun Watson shouldn't have been the one to set the standard. That's I correct. I agree. Okay. But it's, it's there now. We go off – like you, I heard you say on numerous occasions – you are with the next man. The next man up gets, gets the biggest contract. But
0: Kyler didn't do it. And we Russell know, didn't do it.
4: We all know Kyler's problems, and we all know Russell Wilson's getting up there in age. Kyler, no, Kyler has never put his team on his back. He had, he had yes, Kyler's a great player. We mm-hmm. understand that. No disrespect to the young man. Mm-hmm. But he's never put his team on his back like Lamar Jackson has. He's never, he's never improved to the point that Lamar, like the deficiencies of Lamar Jackson, and the deficiencies of Kyler Murray, who has made a bigger jump since coming into the league.
0: Well, in as terms of as, in terms of winning and going into the playoffs and and winning, uh, you know, personal accolades, it's clearly Lamar yeah. Jackson. Look, yeah, the, the yeah, issue right? the issue is is that Lamar's you know let, let let's let's also be clear here too. Lamar's situation is he's got a team that doesn't want to pay him like Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be the team that makes Deshaun Watson's contract a precedence. They don't want to do that. Just because the Browns did it for Deshaun, for somebody that we can both agree shouldn't have been the flag planter for that, why would the Ravens do that even though they love Lamar? And 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 could, could you allow that the last two years, despite how he has proven uh, in the past the ability to put the team on his back, has given the team a little bit of pause, whether he'll answer a bell when the chips are down. I mean, they played a playoff game without him. And why wasn't he there? You know what I mean? Like there's something up that and- makes me wonder what's what what's happening. And if I'm another team out there and under the current circumstances, I need to write a contract that the Ravens could match because I'm now talking with a new set of uh, uh, of um, ears and eyes with with Lamar than the one that he's been talking to over the last two years. I've broken through in a way that the Ravens haven't. So the Ravens are just going to come in and my work is now for the Ravens, not for my team. Uh, so I don't even want to go down that road. That's what's going on. And also when I'm used to calling an agent, I'm out talking to someone's mother. I, and, I, and I'm not saying this to denigrate. I'm also just pointing out how things are really... Um, unique, in in the same way that his talent is also unique and singular. Does that make sense?
4: Absolutely, it makes perfect sense. But what I would say to that is, he's a unique player. Lamar yeah. Jackson is a unique player. He's shown that off the field. Yes, he's shown that on the field. Yes. Let's move accordingly. Okay, we're in, we're in the space where okay, we know this guy. He he doesn't have an agent. You're dealing with him personally. Let's be transparent. The things that you may want to filter out with with an agent, you can't do now. Okay, so now let's 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 work how we should with this guy. Let's let's talk as men. Let's talk as business partners, because that's what we are. I've shown you that I'm a great business partner. I've shown you that. Yes, I've been hurt. It's football. Now, the like if, if if for a guy that plays football played football in the past. If we're not making up, and this I, we weren't, I wasn't making. Nobody's making money in high school. It's different now. But yes, sir. When I was when yeah, when I was younger, we weren't making money in high school, right? So let's put the playoffs in the position of money. If I get hurt in a, in halfway through the season, and we're not on the verge of getting into the playoffs, and it's a serious injury, my coach is going to say, "Okay, my okay." Lamar's mother in this situation is going to say. You're not playing for anything right now. You can, this can damage you long term. Let's think about college, right? Lamar Jackson, you, this can damage you for a long time. Let's think about your contract for future reference, for, for a future team, yes. or this team team. You don't want to hurt yourself more. Yes, we're in the playoffs. Yes, your team is in the playoffs. But at this point, this is a business. I have to think about my business. I know. Yeah, I, 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 I've, shown, I... I've shown the team that I'm, I'm for the team. When I'm in, when I'm comfortable in, in the middle of my contract, rookie contract, whatever. When I'm comfortable, with the team 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 comfortable with me, I've shown that I'm here for you.
0: Well, and I've I shown. and I appreciate now, your Brian. I'm up against the end of the show. Don't don't hang up on him just yet. I want to say thank you for the back and forth. Call back anytime. I uh, by the way, I also miss talking to somebody with a New York accent as well. Thanks for the call, Brian. <laughs> appreciate it. Absolutely, but, right Yeah, so. you got it. That's Brooke, Brian in Brooklyn, New York. Hey, um, this this is gonna. Let's have the conversation again tomorrow because nothing's going to get done until at least next week, and then we'll see how it all shakes out. Yeah, And we'll talk about it at length on tomorrow's program. I want to thank today's guests, Matthew Reese and Nolan Smith and Chris Mad Dog Russo and Tom Pellicero. Back to wrap up the show on the Roku channel in a moment.